You're ready to be premature wow, all over again. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Licking okay. gin balls. It's just going to be a vicious cycle. Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn, you're killing me. My SEAL Team 6 went to SEAL Team 12. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. The fight you get better. Well, I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Hey, let's go ahead and unwrap this present <laughs> so, uh, and let the I... debate begin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is a new year. We are jumping into the third week in January. Here we are with a new episode. Looking forward to this one. Uh, feels like we've been away a while, even though we haven't. Glad everybody's here. Gentlemen, how is everybody doing? Not you fucked that up too late. Sorry, not going to give you a chance. I didn't hear a word you said, so let's keep moving. Um, what do you yeah, said, if you're going to play this game without me, then I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> right. See, I have to bring the level down just a little bit. No, no. It's because of all that echo in your room. I hear you. Um, I'm sorry, Mac. What were you going to say? Go ahead. Do your little intro thing. All right. Uh, the boys are back in town. Here we are, the four horsemen back in the studio recording another episode for your listening pleasure. Happy to be here. Glad everybody's doing well. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into our drinks and we will see where the night takes us. I'm excited. Um, I wore my best outfit, did my hair, my makeup, and I'm ready to get started. So um, where should we start? The, the Russian roulette of drinks today? I don't know. Mac, I'm going to let you go first. Happy you're here. Glad to be here. All right. What are you drinking? So I made a nice drink called Tropic Heat, uh, not Tropic Thunder, which well, is a fantastic I'm movie. I'm mm-hmm. already not this interested. Is, which is what I brought last night. Yeah. Tropic Thunder or Tropic Heat? <laughs> yes. uh, he brought the Tropic Thunder. In about a week, she'll have Tropic Heat. Yeah. Um, sure. It's the gift yeah. that keeps giving. Uh, Go ahead. So it is basically it's a. Uh, one and a half ounces pineapple uh, infused vodka, a couple uh, teaspoons or tablespoons of diced mango, some uh, spicy mango simple syrup, some habanero lime simple syrup, and about an ounce of uh, fresh squeezed lemon juice. Kind of put that all together over ice, shake it up, and pour it into a frozen martini glass and sit back and enjoy. You can mm. add a slice of a uh, jalapeno but i did not uh i did not have a jalapeno laying around so i was not able to add that um look at you getting all up there in the number of ingredients tropic heat <laughs> i know right it, and the worst part was is i had to go all pretentious and make my own simple syrup you had to go all four i was disappointed right. I, but in my defense i did order the syrups that it, the recipe actually calls for so they'll be here in a couple weeks so i won't have to do all that bullshit so you, know, you didn't make of, one of taking simple the time syrup. To, to combine water and sugar and a couple other ingredients and, <laughs> and bring to a boil. No, no. Yeah. Okay. But, so. but see, you'll have what's left of that simple syrup. So when that, that new shit comes in that you ordered, taste both. I'll pour the other like. stuff out and uh-huh. just use the other, <laughs> use the real stuff. Uh-huh. The real stuff is what get you make. Get that shit out of here. Moving didn't on. You, yeah. Didn't you get some good uh, Christmas gifts uh, in the in the drink mixology department? I, I did get um, another kind of one of the uh, pre-made syrup kit, kits. Uh, it just has a like mango three, heat simple syrup. It did not have mango heat in it. So uh, we, we made these the other night for New Year's Eve. So I had obviously all the simple syrup and ingredients. And uh, I don't know what else the fuck I would use pineapple infused vodka for. Um, which I did not infuse my own vodka, by the way. I did buy that from the the store. So to uh, to kind of balance out, you know, having to make the simple syrup, I, I got lazy with the vodka. Okay, well then let's move along. Thank you, Tropic. That sounds Heat. fair. Uh, yeah, you made not one simple syrup, but two simple syrup. So I know you're making up for like time. The, it took the whole simple syrup by. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, Tropic Heat. Um, Grinch, what about you? What are you drinking today? Uh, I did score a bottle of Angel's Envy while I was, uh, in, uh, in Georgia. Uh, ironically, the guy that sold it to me 
was a Wake Forest grad, so he was very familiar with ABC and in my struggles. So we talked how, about how that. Your life Did sucks. he give you a discount? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, he didn't. Uh, the no. price wasn't crazy though. It was it was market, you know. Okay. Um, but uh, if you go to Angels in the Angels Envies, Angels Envies website, is that how I would say that? Yeah, I don't know. I feel uh, like we're wasting time on this. <laughs> Angel Envy. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a drink and their website called the stone fence and it is um two ounces of angels envy and apple cider hard or soft i i happen to have uh some ciders uh from how do you prefer your cider do you prefer your cider hard <laughs> of course of course not flaccid cider <laughs> flaccid who <laughs> wants a flaccid cider you know um but there's actually a, a place right down the road from here that makes cider james creek cider so we had some of theirs in the house and uh preparation is you put the two ounces in add the ice and then top it pint glass pint glass with the cider and i won't read the whole thing there's a long history there but the drinks associated with uh ethan allen as in dating back making? to, yeah, I guess, you know, okay. Interesting. <laughs> it, the historic name, you know, dating back to our, in our history. So that's gotcha. where, uh, that's where it gets its in. All right. Very Remarks nice. complete. Angels Envy and the Stone Fence. Is that what Stone it is? Fence. Stone Fence. Okay. They actually have a really functional website for drinks where you can like toggle number of ingredients, difficulty and some other things. So when creating cool. a recipe. Duly yep. noted. Very nice. All right. Uh, let's move this train along. I will go next. Uh, Per our, obviously, New Year's episode, we talked about a challenge that we were going to involve ourselves in, get invested in for the year of 2022. So I thought on this episode, I would try something a little different because we made mention of doing mocktails. So I am doing a gin and tonic, but I am using this as my gin. Uh, So it's Rituals Zero Proof Gin Alternative. Uh, It is... Zero so this calories. Is stuff your dad likes, right? Uh, well, he he only likes it in one drink. He thinks it only works in one drink, but I'm uh, dubious as to whether or not he's tried it in others. I don't actually know. And that is the gin and tonic because that's his drink of choice when it comes to gin. So I'm doing a gin and tonic. It was, I doubled the recipe because it's zero calories. And so I'm doing three ounces of the gin and then topping the rest with tonic water. Tonic water has a, uh, it's like 53 calories for the amount I'm using. So my drink in total is 53 calories. Um, So I'm doing a gin alternative based gin and tonic. And it's, it's actually not bad because really most of what you taste is the tonic water. Oh, it's Uh, guilt-free. It is. But I'll tell you, I drank this by itself. Tastes like dog shit by itself <laughs> and you're this? basing that on uh, all the times you've eaten dog shit yeah. well he yeah, has yeah, a couple yeah. dogs have a couple dogs they sleep in the bed with him and right. they fart in his mouth in the middle of the night and i'm just saying by itself not enjoyable in the least but if you mix it with something it works because i think it masks now i don't know obviously the process i didn't do my research in terms of how they create this and it's really not relevant to what we're doing but i thought i would try a non-alcoholic alternative to gin so Haas, I, you don't drink gin by itself right i do oh do you i try them when i first get them to see if i like okay. you know um if i like the the, the flavors yeah and I'm, i can tell you i think we've talked about this I'm, I'm really becoming more and more geared towards the botanicals right i will probably try this in a number of drinks just to see how it works with other things but by itself by and large this is not a winner. Don't go buying this. Just sip it over ice. I so, so it's, I mean, it's 0% alcohol, right? Yeah. Zero proof. So here, here's my question. Yeah. If you can't taste any flavor of the gin, all you taste is a tonic water. No, you can pour yourself a tonic water. No, you can taste it. Okay. It just, okay. I it, thought you, said you, you couldn't. So. Well, if you taste it by itself, it just has a very awkward weird flavor profile it's, it's undescribed i mean it's like drinking fucking grass i can't even describe it and now you're gonna go how do you know what grass tastes like uh well, we played football we've, we've eaten grass <laughs> when you eat when you eat that so. you gotta pick it out but i think when you put it in with something else it works because it masks it enough you know it for when you're tossing the salad <laughs> that's right there you so go that so that's what i'm doing a gin alternative based gin and tonic all right let's roll to the last one Let's get it done. Haas, what are you drinking today? 
I am drinking something called the Papa Negroni. I'm back with the Don Papa rum. Now that I was able to find another bottle, procured another bottle. It's, uh, well, it says a, an ounce and a half of, of rum, but I did three. Uh, three quarters of an ounce of sweet vermouth, an ounce of Aperol, sprig mm. of rosemary, and a grapefruit wedge. It's interesting go. because you're a big fan of the Boulevardier, as we learned in episode yep. five. That's true. And the Negroni yep. is basically the second cousin to the Boulevardier. Yes, and now you're making it with rum. That's true. Yep. Which that I drink have, is not normally made with. I have a full bottle of Aperol, and I'm like, I gotta use it. Try to figure out how to use that somehow. So yeah. how is it? Oops. <laughs> um, it's not bad. It's not. It's bad. not bad. I mean, I would not seek this out. I probably won't make it again, but I mean, I'm going to drink what I have and be happy with it. But the issue is not the rum, because I know you like the rum. So it's going to be the other ingredients. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, Yes. Did we measure everybody's calories in their drinks this week? I know mine. I know mine. I I know mine. Mine was 260. Yeah. I mean, I could probably do some rough math in my head. I'm guessing I'm pushing 300. Somewhere like that, because two ounces of Angel's Envy, it's like what on average ninety seven. What did we say? Ninety seven calories an ounce, something like something that. Something like yeah. that, yeah. An ounce and, and a half is about one hundred fifty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think so. I win because mine was like sixty calories for the whole thing. So I win this this little challenge. Winning, yeah. Quote yeah. unquote. That's right. Winning. <laughs> Tiger's blood. Um. So yeah. Uh. Obviously, as we start, gentlemen, here we are again. January. I say cheers to all of you. Happy to all are here. Uh, May this be a good episode. All right. Let's go ahead and plow into our topic. We're happy. This is a pretty good drink, by the way. I mean, it's I I read a little further. I told you I didn't want to read the whole thing, but it gets its name from like after you drink it, you sit heavily like a stone fence. <laughs> I imagine it's after several of them. I've seen you like that. <laughs> yeah, I have seen you like that. All right, let's jump into our topic. Uh, this is one that is getting uh, quite a bit of press in the last year, year and a half, and so we thought might be interesting to go ahead and tackle this topic because it's something I think, by and large, the four of us knew almost nothing about going into it. And I thought, let's go ahead and talk about it. I live in a state where this has become a hot button topic for our governor and some dumbass shit that he's trying to do. So I thought perfect time. Let's go ahead and discuss it and let's see where the night takes us. As I said, uh, so the topic today is going to be critical race theory. What is it and why is it an issue in terms of the educational status that it currently has when it's getting taught in schools, either secondary, post-secondary higher education and so on. Just recently, at the end of last year, I know Governor Dick Santis uh, here in the state of Florida said that he was going to pull funding to any higher educational institution that taught critical race theory or trained its professors to teach critical race theory. Uh, That seems that in terms of now that I've done my research, it seems like a shithead thing to do. And so I thought, let's go ahead and talk about critical race theory. What is it? Why does it exist? And what are the issues from an educational standpoint? And why are people in arms about it? So that's what we're going to talk about. So gentlemen, I hope you've done your research and let's get started. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna... Okay, I'll go so, first. I, well, I, I guess maybe working backwards, um, you know, it, it, well, two quick points. One, it's not new. No, it's not. You know, it traces back to what the 80s, maybe even the 70s. Shortly after the the civil rights movement in the 60s, there was a group of like four minority lawyers who in their late 60s, early 70s kind of founded CRT. Right. Yeah. And I guess the term is widely credited. Um, The person who coined the term is uh, I'm guessing this is like Kimberly Williams Crenshaw, law professor at UCLA School of Law and Columbia Law School. but, you know, I know we'll fill in the in-between with our discussion, but so it's not a new thing, no. but yet it spiked in, into an issue, no surprise, a political issue, I believe tracing to a speech that Trump gave. And he kind of used some very specific words related to education and then went on to like prohibit like 
any sensitivity training or teaching and training as it related to racial sensitivity or racial equality. Right. Right. He, and then he, of course, he, he didn't the, start it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, and then of course, all the usual suspects, the Fox news is the news max is the OAN said it was designed to make us hate being Americans and hate being white. And that's not what it fucking is. Right. Haas, what were you going to say, brother? Yeah. It, so to kind of further on from what Grinch was saying is it, it, there was, it was being taught by management and different uh, executive branches uh, of the government. And Trump found out about that. And he basically said, stop doing that. Then he founded some group called the 1776 project project or whatever which was in response to like the 1619 project. Teen project right and and then of course biden of course on his first day kiboshed the 1776 but yeah. the 1619 is still going on which that is actually part of furthering the crt agenda quite frankly and is a bit um based on the little bit that i researched is a little far left actually it's a little i don't know um I would, I would say that was more controversial than CRT on its face. I love the look on your face as you were saying that, like kind of side on, like <laughs> yes. um, it's kind of a little way over there on the left. Uh, yeah, I suspect. Okay, so real quick, let's do a little background. Critical race theory. Uh, what CRT is, is it proposes that any analysis of American society must take into account its history of racism and how race has shaped attitudes and institutions. It often overlaps with discussions of systemic racism, the way policies, procedures, and institutions work to perpetuate racial inequity, even in the absence of personal racial animus. The theory can be used to understand the fact that the typical white U.S. household has seven times the amount of wealth of the average black one. That gap can be traced back to, among other things, the U.S. government's practicing practice of starting in, starting in the 1930s of marking black neighborhoods in red ink on maps, ostensibly as a warning of credit risk to lenders. Four decades of mortgage discrimination are still felt today as homeownership has been the biggest source of wealth accumulation for the middle class. And again, that's just one version of CRT from Bloomberg.com. And we specifically brought up the notion of like the redlining within the context of when we were discussing racism, I believe, um, because I mentioned that uh, another podcast I had listened to, they were talking about how South Central LA became the way it became because of the red line laws that would prohibit mortgages, businesses, or other things being established outside of very, you know, constrained areas. Right. Um, and then you mentioned, yes, it did kind of crop up. It, back during um, the civil rights movement in the fifties and sixties, but then it gained notoriety really first in mainstream attention in 93 when president Bill Clinton nominated legal scholar Lonnie Gounier to lead the justice department civil rights division opponents pounced on some of her early legal writings that employed CRT. Ultimately he withdrew that nomination, but it was already out there and people were already hammering on it. And then again in 2020 after police, after the murder of George Floyd by police, protests and national debates about racism and policing obviously became got garnered national attention and then it kind of moved back to the forefront so that's yeah, kind of I, just a yeah I, I was just i was trying to find this one article where i'd read um you know why it became so politicized and it said uh the term jumped into headlines and social media feeds in recent years when in a constitution day speech at the national archives the former president Trump characterized education that takes a critical lens as quote, radical and quote, ideological poison. And he went on to attack the 1619 project and then announced the short lived 1776 commission. Right. And yeah. there, yeah, brother, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say ahead. there have been issues because you mentioned, uh, you know, the sensitivity training and the issues there. And that um, in July, 2020, Christopher Rufo, an activist who wrote for the Manhattan Institute, a conservative think tank published an article alleging that Seattle city employees had been subjected to what they called whites only training, inducting them into the cult of critical race theory. Rufo, whose article was widely shared online, was referring to a new set of voluntary courses adopted in response to Floyd's murder run by Seattle's Office of Civil Rights, which had been conducting racial bias sessions for at least a decade. 
Rufo has said CRT is cult programming that leads white Americans to believe that they are personally responsible for all racism, past and present. Other critics say that it is designed to force white people to feel guilty about their race. And I think, Grinch, you said that uh, well, in, in your little bit. And I'll take it a step further. One of the one of the theories that I've heard that the, the proponents that are against CRT is that it's essentially Marxism, but instead of being a class construct, it's a race construct. And so you're essentially forcing people who are, well, all of us basically to be shamed and admonished. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we wouldn't get red cards, we would get black cards or whatever, you know, we would be, it, it sheds a negative light. It, it, it tips the scales of balance in the opposite mm -hmm. direction because that's, what's fair. Um, but is it, it's not really fair because white people don't want that to happen. So I don't know who's to say, I'm not, I'm not that intertwined into it. Well, I mean, it, it it's the class. I mean, I think like anything, you're going to have radical elements. They're going to take it the wrong way, both sides. Um, and I think there are, there, it's like, it's so hard to have a tough or a real conversation about this because everybody's so fearful of like where it might go. And so therefore you like, you don't even really want to start the conversation because yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, one of its tenets is that race is a, is a social construct, you know, it isn't, it isn't biological, you know, in the sense of like, just cause it's a different color. Like this is more about how societal constructs have limited facets of our, our community. Um, and the, and then, the, you know, the funny thing is it's like, there's clear evidence that that did happen. Right. Now, I don't know what that means, what we do from here forward, because likewise, I, I can't answer for everything done before me or done no, in places I, that I had no influence. And I don't think any of us can, but I, but I think there is an obligation. I think we have an obligation in, uh, in our society to historically fully understand historically what occurred, not what was just taught, the watered down version of what was taught. Um, I mean, everything from the way Native Americans were treated up through slavery, up through how the Irish were treated, up through how Asian Americans were treated. I mean, there, there's a long list of, and I, I've heard the other reason why a lot of people want to quash CRT is because they're afraid that it's going to ruin American patriotism and it's going to continue to divide and be more divisive. And like, like that's what America needs right now. We need, an, we need something mm. more divisive going on, you know? Uh, and, and that I understand that I get, I mean, that's it, scary. Um, but I think we owe it to ourselves to really take a long, hard look and take a lens in this direction and look and, and then, educate. Now, how far do we need to push that? I, 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 I'm not at a high enough level of understanding to say what that should be. But I mean, we do order ourselves to understand because my dad always said, as a double history major, my dad always said, if you don't look at history and understand it, and it's, you know, and its complexities, you're doomed to repeat it. And I don't think any of us want to repeat some of that heinous shit from before. No, I know. I know. So uh, I, it's maybe it's not a, a an equivalent parallel, but I'm going to go ahead and make it. And Haas, you may be or may not be aware of this because of where you are. But in Germany, their penal code does not allow you to showcase swastikas, does not allow you to deny the Holocaust, does not allow you to prop up uh, the Nazi uh, yes. belief system. It is against the law, and some of yes. that is you can go to jail for up to three years in Germany. Because, you know, but I guess part of it is you can't ignore that it existed, you know, trying to pretend, oh, we're not going to show it on TV and we're not going to have movies. You can have educational and documentary style, but they, in Germany, I guess they don't make movies about the war. They don't make movies about the Holocaust. They don't make movies about the Nazi party because it is looked at as so What's bad. You're not allowed yeah, to deny it in Germany. <laughs> What's interesting though, is here, the next country over Austria, they have a neo-Nazi party like political party it just doesn't happen to be the primary party in control right Correct. so i mean yeah out of the six parties i think they're fourth you know but starting i guess with, ignoring anyway. it doesn't doesn't mean it didn't happen it's like we talked right. about with censorship like disney ignoring some of the things that they made previously in terms of movies and cartoons just pretending that that didn't happen the pretending that those didn't get made that doesn't solve the problem 
and we've mentioned it like the toast, the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacres. Like none of us knew that that had even happened in school. Cause and this so shit the, wasn't taught to us. Right. And the concern is by not teaching something like critical race theory, and it doesn't necessarily have to be maybe it's current way of being done, but ignoring that that exists and that that is integral in society and has shaped this country in a lot of ways. I think that's ridiculous. Agreed. So, yeah. And, and I'll, I'll say, I mean, you know, if I'm taking baby steps and, you know, and, and not really looking for what would amount to like a reckoning, if you will, because I, I mean, it's just tough to do, you know, it creates upheaval. There are problems. And I guess if I'm on the other side, it's like, well, how much longer am I supposed to be waiting for us to come to grips with this? Um, and as we've said numerous times, like I can sympathize, I can't empathize. Um, you know, I do th- reflect back on maybe some history books that had complete omissions, you know, some stuff they just couldn't not have in there, whether it was like, um, you know, the underground railroad, um, things related to the civil war, um, you know, black, uh, the black, Jim Crow laws, Jim Crow laws. Um, you know, like things like that I can remember learning about, um, but, you know, I'd be hard pressed to know if I could really remember like books that had illustrations of non-whites or, you know, as, as we brought up before, and the missus and I talk about a lot, the fact that I never knew the Tulsa race massacre, or, you know, if you want to call it the black wall street massacre occurred, I had no idea. None of us knew that till we were in our mid forties. How fucked yeah, up. I, I mean, and who knows how many other stories are out there like that, that were right. just omitted or suppressed for the sake mm-hmm. of we know what's best for you there, there. And I can, I can understand if you're on the other side of that being so frustrated because you're just fighting an uphill battle of education. Even if you're not saying I want grand change and I want, you know, from here forward only, you know, we have to have a minimum of 50 elected officials or whatever, whatever. Like we've talked about, if you can't ever at least achieve, you know, equilibrium with the discussion and the facts that makes it even harder and then you put this headwind of saying it's designed to make you hate yourself. And it's like, well, fuck, I mean, well, you said it. How do you have an equilibrium in discourse when most people won't even start talking about it because they never know where it's going to go and they're fearful of that. And, and so the conversation never gets started. It's one of the things we talk about on this show. We're here to just start the conversation and it's between four white people, which has been mentioned before. We are four white people. And I, I guess in some way, reading some of the stuff about it going, Oh, it's supposed to make you feel bad about being white. I don't feel bad about, I don't feel bad about being white. I feel bad about what my race has done to other races. Well, and not even what my race did. Like um, I think I feel embarrassed, ashamed and of what, of what our country has done, of what has occurred and, and, and the, the blood, sweat, tears, um, and backbones that America was built on minorities and just discarded, you know, on a whim. Right. And then it feels like they want to hide it by saying, well, you can't teach this. Right. And I will say too, I mean, I have to believe like in some grand scheme, there was maybe, I don't even know what the right word is, but a legitimate concern from Patriots that, America needed to have the moral high ground and it, the more it aired out about its, you know, its skeletons that were in the closet, the less it did. Um, The only thing I'll say to that is I think we, in our kind of our arrogance believe that to be true. And a lot of other countries are like, "Mm." (laughs) I'm not not sure whether I believe it to be true or not, but, but even if it is, I, I would say this as a counterpoint, Racism is still prevalent in the U.S., even though a lot of people will tell you that Lynn to believe that that was that was, you know, quashed back in the in the in the late 1800s. Right. Maybe even as as late as like the Jim, the, the, the Jim Crow law era. OK, but, but racism was we, we were good. We're America. We're great. Everybody loves each other. Racism is clearly still happening because of that. We need to be taking a look at what has occurred and we need to make sure we're educating current generations younger and younger generations so that as we're moving forward it's not so but because if these open dialogues are happening 
and we're understanding that this is literally happening to people. We don't know. We don't know. We, we didn't understand. We, it's hard to understand something when we don't know. It's hard to understand, understand something even when we do know. But if we're taught this as a younger age and it's disseminated appropriately, I think we can move forward, progress, evolve, heal. Yeah. I mean, there were things I didn't know. And again, I'll go back to the Germany Association. We went to Europe to, to stop the Nazi party from systematically kind of <laughs> taking over Europe wholesale and wiping out people. And they were putting the Jewish population in internment camps. I didn't realize initially, and I don't, maybe you guys remember this or it got taught here in this country, we were doing the same thing to the Japanese Americans. Yeah. Well, we were all Asian, them in fucking all Asian Americans. Yeah. 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 So we're putting them in uh, internment <laughs> camps yet. We're over there trying to set them free from, and it's like, wait, how the fuck do you balance that? Dude, what, that what, is okay? a, what does a mom and dad always used to say? Do as I say, not as, not I, as do. I do. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I get back into that kind of that arrogant patriotism of like, we're beyond reproach. Yeah. And and it's like we, we lie to ourselves and we kind of carry that with us when we, in our foreign policy and other things in some of these other countries, like, motherfucker. I mean, if you didn't have as many resources you had, I wouldn't listen to you, but I need trade i need foreign policy you know um foreign policies that empower us and so forth so i'm just gonna not really comment you know but like in you know in your bars and in households like there are probably conversations to that effect yeah you know and kind of in you know the crt in the broad sense like i i kind of uh acknowledge the fact that it it had to achieve or it had to come at this from a systematic, like very broad approach because there was no just one area. Um, you know, I think, I think the phrase that Derek Bell, um, he was the Harvard law guy, right? Yeah. The godfather of critical race theory is, you know, one of the things he said was like understanding racism as a permanent feature of American life. And it just stands to reason if you said, for decades, we limited your financial um, opportunity. We restricted voting. We drew, we gerrymandered and other other things to prevent, you know, certain neighborhoods from, you know, gaining enough um, votes <clears throat> to send like another African American representative or woman or whatever. Um, then it, it it follows that you would say if all that was in place, then it's true. It's very hard to overcome that to get on an equal standing with your counterpart when you have, you know, the deck stacked against you. And in my mind, if I just simply said it now, I'm not speaking to the agenda behind it or various individuals, but if you just said at the heart of it, that's what it's trying to say and get everyone to acknowledge so it can lay the groundwork for where we go from here, then I'm like, okay, I'm listening. Uh, you made an interesting comment and you may have seen it in an article. I'm not sure, but you talked about race being a social construct and having nothing to do with biological differences. Yes. Which I thought was an interesting. It's interesting, obviously, because race is a biological issue, right? Being black, well, white. Hold on. But, but, not but, racism. But, well, but we're talking about like a DNA test doesn't tell someone's race it tells where they were born regionally where they're from regionally not well, what course. race they are race <laughs> but therefore race is a social construct this goes back to the conversation to me a little bit that that we've had about you know swear words right race is only something and i think maybe this is the point you're getting to right race is i mean it's almost kind of man-made right that's to, to some yeah. extent and that's why you're saying it's a social construct right mm-hmm. i mean at the, at the end of the day we're all born as you know human beings Right. You know, everybody's different. What is you, it? Nope. You, you, you look at the four of us. You said, you know, we're four white men, but I'm, I'm looking at all four of us and we're all very different. You yeah. know, it, so I think that's the, the key thing is that, you know, and, and how we get here. Right. And it's very pie in the sky. At the end of the day, we're all human beings. And, you know, there shouldn't be anything different. What, right. Nobody's yeah, this- born hating. Right, that's taught. Yeah, we've said that. That's man. Yeah, without a doubt, and, and you can see it. I, I've seen these people I've worked with, and I, and I listen to them talk to their their kids, and you and, and you can truly hear it. It's like, yeah, that that kid has no chance. 
to not be anything other than somebody who hates people different than them because that's what they're learning. That's, that's the house they're in. And, you know, it it makes you sad because, you know, the the deck's already stacked against them to, to not be, I don't really want to say open-minded. You just can't, you don't have as much um, opportunity, you know, and potential. It's not that it's absolutely insurmountable, but you know, you're already starting, like we've said, I think in other settings, like three steps behind. Well, and I think that's where, so if you're getting that, you know, from, from home, where else can we turn that wheel? And that, that's education, right? We can do it at right. the school. And that's exactly but the point. If you, if you start pulling everything out of the school, because I can guarantee you that person's mom or dad is going to be down there, you know, on day one, burning books outside of the library. Well, you know. And, and you know, the, the, the point to be made about the whole school thing is, is, as I understand it from the research I did, is they're not talking about K through 12. Yes, some places are, but a majority of CRT is being taught in higher education, post-secondary education, post-secondary, yep. which makes sense because yeah. you have women's studies, you have minority studies, you have yeah. you know, gender studies, you have Theological all these other cl- studies, right? You have all these other things you can discuss and learn. Why shouldn't this be one of them if someone's interested in learning that? Well, and that's the thing too. At the end of the day, if you're talking about you know, you know, at the college level, the university level, don't take the class. You know, well, nobody's making you take that class unless that, that's, that's considered an elective. Yeah, unless probably. something's changed in secondary education at the high school level, you get to pick your fucking classes. Well, you have. So if, there, I mean, there's clearly some, some core. You know, stuff. Yeah, there are a core, but I'm like saying you get electives level. if you want to take a CRT class fucking take it but but if we're just talking i mean you know i think it needs to be touched on even in just a straight history class right oh well, I mean, yes, we've all should. you know we've I, all talked about you know we, we've talked about the holocaust you know to me i think yeah that, without a doubt that was that was talked about in the history classes but it was done very casually and i don't want to say casually i guess really but you, you know what i mean until you actually you know go to some of the you know extermination camps um, or, or you go to some of these museums and you actually see what happened. You can't even begin to fathom wh- what that must have been like. I agree. The, uh, so, yeah, the, the know, thing the thing I would say uh, to one of your comments there is, I think if you're if you're you know advocating for CRT, the idea is you're not teaching it as a class. Yes, you hope to educate those everyone so they understand what it is but it's intended its intent is to affect way deeper than that so if you're in a health class should the idea of origin of the human being evolution whatever topic it is it's taught in such a way where there are no things that kind of distinguish between one or another or hone in on ancestry or the illustrations are kind of equally colorized you know um, if you're in a history class, there isn't stuff swept under the rug. Like it's just there for discussion and for deeper understanding. I, you know, so I think there's two, it's twofold. One is overcoming the, you know, fake news, incorrect information that exists that's out there about what CRT is and then what CRT is really trying to, you know, to achieve. Again, this is all our takes of just doing research. It's not like yeah. we're sitting there talking with, you know, W. Dubois or anybody, but um, I, just going back to that comment um, that you revisited, that the lead into it is critical race theories, theorists base this thinking on a few important observations. The first one is race is a social construct that doesn't have anything to do with biological differences among people, including differences in intelligence or physical ability. This became definitively definitively clear after the Human Genome Project. And I would agree with it. I, that, I think that's what I was trying to say. And Mac, you corrected me in terms of, and, and Haas. Yes, it is not biological in terms of race. And racism definitely is not biological. That is us as human beings creating that. From an educational standpoint, one of the things I thought was interesting in our country, in the in the well, this is technically 48 states because it doesn't have Hawaii or Alaska on the map. But uh, in terms of CRT themes banned or restricted in the United States, there, as you can imagine, a number of the states in the South have banned it. 
Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Alabama, and Tennessee. Um, but total, you've got 12 states that have completely banned or restricted the teachings of CRT at the education and any educational institution. You've got uh, four, so, so- five, six that have restrictions currently under consideration. And then you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine that do allow lessons mandated on racism and the history of people of color. So, I mean, I, you know, you know, the grand irony of this to me is if you're religious, <clears throat> am I not mistaken that we all came from the same place? Yeah, that- and then it was migration that eventually and, and, led to adopt, you know, adapting to your environment, which led to skin color changes and so you, forth. You know what's funny about that, Grinch, is that's not the only irony. The other irony is, is that the Bible tells us we should love love thy neighbor and treat everybody equal and awesome. Mm-hmm. And the people that but are... When probably, it benefits you, though, or, right, or the, it's the, convenient the, 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 the far, far right people, the, the uber Christians are the one that are trying to, to quash this. Well, it, and, and it coincides with the notion of like, like Michael Shea talked about when he went to church and he was like, Mm-mm, white Jesus. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesus and Daniel Sloss, the comedian makes this comment is Jesus was located in a part of the world that is desert by and large. And if he was white, that would have been the fucking miracle because everybody around him was not white. So to be a white if guy, if he had been white, he'd have been sunburnt and dead by the time right. he was six. He, exactly, <laughs> and you know all about that. You know what that's I like. I do. I know all. As a pasty that. white boy, um, you know what, what, one of the other tenets or observations is, which I think follows from how the power structures moved through Europe and how they influenced us as a nation, is the U.S. and all of its laws and institutions were founded and created based on the myth of white supremacy. Trigger word. I got it. But moving past that. The assumption that lighter skin and European ancestry meant that white people were better and deserved a higher social and economic position than people of color. Because racism is embedded within our systems and institutions codified in law and woven into American public policy, this racial inequality is replicated and maintained over time. Thus, systemic racism shows up in nearly every facet of life for people of color. Because when you're in power, you create things to remain in power. Yeah, rich rich white dudes have been have been ruling for so long that everything's in favor of rich white dudes. And the irony again, or just over the course of that, you manifest and create that resentment that that just builds over time, and then it reaches a boiling point. Now, back in medieval times, you just fucking build villages or whatever. (laughs) And and here in this country to to act like racism doesn't exist and i think that's one of the weird things about the people who are against crt and acting because again as we discussed like crt is talking about or or what they're they're trying to do is they want it taught so that people understand how the history of racism and how that has shaped the attitudes and institutions here in the united states that's what they're trying to teach as as one of the things and here in this country to act like that didn't exist. I mean, in the 50s and 60s, they actually coined a term because it was happening so much called white flight or white exodus, mm-hmm. where people, white people, Caucasians were moving away from ethno-culturally diverse areas because they were trying to segregate themselves. Yeah. So the suburbs act, started to grow yeah, so exactly. much. Uh, and and then, you're going to act like racism doesn't exist. Yeah. Or, followed or that by, it, it hasn't been an integral part of this country. Followed by another term, which, you know, maybe is in anthropology or another class of gentrification, Gentrification. begin moving back in and driving up property Mm -hmm. values, you know, which if you unpack the fact that this property values would go up and down, there's a, there's a lot there. And if you are of the racist mindset, that's what you cite to justify what you've done is you're like, well, look at the property values, you know, look at, look at everything just going to shit since we left. And it, and it did happen, you know, when you got poor people that don't have a lot to create economic activity and they're angry, you know, things happen. Yes. And, and we set the stage for that to happen uh, as a society. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could almost right, call it a it's, setup. It's so insidious. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's not a level I, playing field. In terms of the diverse nature of this group, I know I'm, I'm the only one who has actually been a teacher in the American educational system, uh, both my wife and I taught, 
both at low-income schools. And I definitely think it would have been beneficial for some of these students to have teaching. And I know we said, oh, well, this is higher education teaching. But even at that level, I mean, you're not trying to roll it out to third graders, right? We get that they're not going to understand necessarily. But if that's going to say, if that same third graders at home getting taught how to hate my mom and dad, then they can, they can definitely learn the other side of that coin. Yep. So, but, you know, teaching at the secondary level in high school and seeing some of these kids going, they definitely, I think these kids would eat stuff like that up going, I'd love to know that. They would benefit from the knowledge. Yes. But the well, problem is, is you don't want, some of these parents don't want their kids indoctrinated because they don't want to be controlled. They want to be controlling their kids. And it's, I mean, I know, you know, one of our other topics we talked about, and I don't know that this was an aspect of it, but we're all very aware of it, is the notion of when you're getting ready to move, one of the first things you do is look at the school systems. And that starts to shape where you're going to move. Yeah. It did for us. I freely admit it. You know, now I didn't look at the demographics, you know, but we looked at the stats of the school, its rating and so forth. That was a big factor in how we pinned down where we were going to be. And that, that is, I mean, it's a side effect almost of, of just the creation of the schools, the haves and the have nots, because your tax base is different. Funding is different, et cetera. And, you know, and, and then some of the, you know, there's like, kind of a drop in the bucket, but some of the attempts to counter that. And this, when I lived in Tampa, this was uh, the case where I got bust from, um, from, you know, wherever the hell I lived in Tampa. I don't even remember now. Um, life. No, fuck. I don't, it doesn't matter outside of Tampa. Into, it wasn't Lithonia. I can tell you that into Tampa to Booker T Washington middle school. Okay. I was a minority there for sure. And guess what happened after a couple of incidents? I went to a private school. But if saying that, if you had looked at a map and go, okay, let's look at the educational system. Oh, look at this school, highly rated a school in your area, but it wasn't in the best area. Would you still consider it for your kids? From an Uh, purely an educational standpoint. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, we know there's a number of factors like commute to work and this and that and the other. So it's hard. It's hard to say, um, and I wouldn't want to be, make myself a hypocrite of going. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, to, going. You fucking yeah, racist. Yeah, just to try to help. You know, right? Help, yeah, yeah. Quote unquote. And that, even that's kind of a shitty term. We're going to move yeah, in just, what are you, just to help you, <laughs> right? We're going to help. Well, I know. But no, this. I mean, I, I think I think the point you're getting at there is, you know, if, if the school is good, it shouldn't matter what the what the makeup of the school is, right? The, well, because you said dem- mean, you didn't look at demographics. That's the only reason I was asking. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know the school that I taught at my, my wife's taught in middle school. Hers was 90, I think it was like 90 plus percent free and reduced lunch. So it was mm-hmm. severely low income. And I mean, it was some of the horror stories that she would hear, but it was like, you go in every day hoping you can just help one kid like that type of thing. And I'm not trying to get off topic from CRT I'm saying, but it was, it was in a fairly horrible area. But, you know, those kids still need the guidance. They still need to be educated. And a lot of times they aren't getting it at home. So they're trying to get it at school. A lot of these kids would come to school just to get food because they were in such a bad area. But the school I taught at, low income, same principal, was a magnet style school. So they were putting magnet programs in there to drive other students to go to that school. And so that's yeah. another thing in terms of from an educational standpoint, purely, that's another way they drive traffic to schools that otherwise wouldn't have the student population because people just aren't going to go there. Yeah. And then you, you know, you create some programs like student loan relief. If you'll go teach in this area for two to four years or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's not that that stuff isn't well-intended and I think it probably has made, made a difference. Um, But again, this gets back to, you know, you're, you're locally trying to overcome a broader set of problems. And I'm not always a fan of the, okay, I'm going to put some really good, and this, this is race irrelevant in this statement. I'm going to put some good students in with some friggin' idiots. And that's going to raise the overall class. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. You know, what are they going to do? <clears throat> Tutor everybody in the class? Like, no. <laughs> right. You might say in the broad GPA sense, the class looks different in aggregate, but it hasn't made a difference necessarily. 
I'm, I'm so I'm not a fan of trying to do that either. I think, I think it, the, the end point is the byproduct of everything that precedes it, that created the scenario. So it's like, you're trying to solve it at the end point. And I, and I think what CRT is trying to do is solve it through all the systems that proceed. Well, at least course correct some of the systemic issues that have been in play for 200 years. Yeah. So I know you love the word because you've mentioned it a number of times throughout the uh, hundred plus episodes we've done Grinch and that's the word woke. Hmm. And so obviously I said at the outset of this episode, part of the antithesis for this topic was the governor here in the state of Florida, Ron Dick Santis, uh, he announces the legislative proposal to stop woke activism and critical race theory in schools and corporations. Um, And so this was back in December. W-O-K-E, which was an acronym for wrongs to our kids and employees act, (laughs) a led legislative proposal that will give businesses, employees, children, and families tools to fight back against the woke indoctrination. The stop woke act will be the strongest legislation of its kind in the nation and will take on both corporate wokeness and critical race theory. The today's, well, there's again, this article obviously dated today's proposal builds on the actions. Governor Dick Santis has already taken to ban critical race theory and the New York times 1619 project in Florida schools. And then it gives you more information, blah, 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 blah. Um, this guy's a fucking piece of work. I swear to yeah, God. Yeah, is. I don't. I mean, it's flat out. And we've said it from the beginning. The Republican Party is all about white grievance politics. Well, here's my concern, though. So you you say this guy is whacked out. What one guy can't do all that shit. You know, there there had to be what, 51 percent of the population vote for him. Oh, but he's got to bring the policy to the table. Right, right. But but 51 percent agreed to. You know, yeah, he represents us. I, I agree with what he's saying. And, and that's what scares me even more. It, yeah. it, you have the same conversation, you know, when Trump was elected. It's, it's not one person. Right. It's, it's a majority of the country at that point or the majority of the state. Of the state, right. Feels and, and, that way. And just real quick, not yeah. that I understand it entirely, but the 1619 Project gets its name mm-hmm. from the origin of American slavery, 400 years from the beginning of American slavery where like 20 slaves arrived. Uh, gotcha. Brought them over in 1619. I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, gotcha. it says in August of 1619, a ship appeared on the horizon near point comfort, a coastal port in the English colony of Virginia. It carried more than 20 slave enslaved Africans who were sold to the colonists. No aspect of the country that would be formed here has been untouched by the years of slavery that followed on the 400th anniversary of this fateful moment. It is finally time to tell the story truthfully. Yeah. And, and of that's course, from the New York Times website. Gotcha. And of course, to, to just take it a step further, Dick Santis here, he, he, he claims, he states, in Florida, we are taking a stand against the state-sanctioned racism that is critical race theory. We won't allow Florida tax dollars to be spent teaching kids to hate our country or to hate each other. We have a responsibility to ensure that parents have the means to vindicate their rights when it comes to what? enforcing state standards. What a jackass. Finally, we must protect Florida workers against the hostile work environment that is created when large corporations force their employees to endure CRT-inspired training. Force their employees to actually learn the history of the nation and be open-minded and not be closed-minded douche nozzles. Guys, just just so you know, when Thor gets here in a week, I'm going to make sure he brings Miss Thor, and then we start building the wall. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's almost like you can't make this shit up. It's like at the end of his speech, he was like, hire me, man. It feels that way, though. I mean, maybe it's just me, but it feels that way. It feels like we're in 1938 Germany. Not that I was there, but the stuff you see and you hear when this guy opens his mouth and the shit that he proposes, it's like, what the fuck, bro? And like I, I mean, said, what, what bothers me more is that a majority of the people in Florida, uh, you know, voted they for believe it. They believe it. They believe it. And they, and, they and buy and into and his rhetoric. And agree with it. He is of Italian descent, if I'm not mistaken. And correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong. But when Italians first came over here, they were shit on. Yep. Immigrants. 
every 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 every, every, every race has every been shat on since they got here and they assimilated and kind of made their way. I just don't get it. I mean, it boggles the mind. And like I said, that that was really in mid-December when I saw that article was like, you have got to be kidding me. And again, this is something we've touched on in terms of like the educational approach to certain things. The Tulsa, Oklahoma massacres, not knowing anything about that Grinch, you said, how many other things have occurred that we don't know about that we weren't taught? Um, Don't go, maybe don't go into depth, you know, at at the high school level. Right. But, but at least, you know, Hey, this happened, you know, Mm -hmm. spend, you know, an hour of the, you know, however much time you have those kids and say, this happened, here's what it kind of meant. And then let them make the decision of, hey, you know, I'd really like to know more about Learn that. more about that. I agree with that, Mac. I think that you is know, the perfect solution. We, we don't necessarily have to go into, you know, I mean, because it's, it's you know, it's like when you get to you know, the university level, it's it's history 101, right? It's it's a broad course. Right. And then you can go and, and you know, start kind of picking and choosing what you really want to study even more about. Yeah. But you have to be exposed to it. Otherwise, you just, you, like you said, you never know about it. And then you make your own, look, it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you're drinking the Kool-Aid. You simply get educated. Then you make your own determination about your approach to it and how you feel. And will you carry it with you or not? You leave that baggage. If you don't want it, you take it with you. If you do. Historically, we've, we've proven that the more educated we are, the better off we are. Right. As individuals and as a whole. But we've also proven that, you know, we don't necessarily want our population educated because then they can rise up. And maybe should. Well, maybe should. Well, bro, I, I, I don't just, know, man. Know. I mean, the one argument I did hear about CRT and whether it should be taught or not was the whole divisive argument. Is 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 it continues to make the country more divisive at this time, at this juncture. I don't know, man. That that it, what's the tipping point? What's the pain threshold? As Grinch likes to say, you're you're telling me that that CRT is what's doing it. It's not all the other peripheral. No, no, shit. no, 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 no. I'm saying CRT could be the proverbial straw that broke the camel's oh, oh, back. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, I, then there's, maybe it needs to be many broken, other things, right? right? I mean, maybe we need maybe. to go through that, you know, catharsis to to get come out on the other side. I could I could see some interesting discussions in classrooms with you know family because i mean certainly in some of these bigger cities there's such a wide range of ethnicities now i could see some very interesting discussions like if you had chinese immigrants if you had japanese immigrants if you had mexican immigrants you know latinx whites blacks whatever all in the same room that came from a variety of backgrounds and they just just discussed it from, you know, I'll use the term again, an agnostic perspective and just said, what if I, you know, some height, like some statements of what if I told you, you know, there was a law that prohibited you from getting a loan based on the color of your skin. Would you think that was a good law? (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's like, you know, like in this setting with the four of us, if I said that you'd be like, Wait, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. What is it based on again? The color of their skin, not the job that they hold. Oh, I mean, let's say, let's say it's a doctor (laughs) and the income that they make, right? And it's (laughs) yeah, yeah, because because dad didn't get us into trouble once already. Just we'll give out loans to anybody. We don't care how much money you make. No shit. Well, basically, the the merits of getting that loan paid back. Not I give a shit. You know, well, purple, green, yellow. Your money's green, at least in this country. Well, who <laughs> almost who fucking tanked our entire economy? It was rich fucking people in Wall Street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'll continue <laughs> to do it. Oh yeah. God, that uh, I don't want to sidetrack, but that that movie, The Big Short, just makes you want to throw it's up. Very over interesting. And over again. Is that uh, oh, Christian yeah. Bale? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Um, you know, uh, you know, Mac, you mentioned this. I think on a previous episode or after the episode was. We don't want to cut ourselves short if there's more to talk about. I'm not trying to cut us short. I know we're coming up against our our kind of time slot that we kind of set for ourselves. But look, if if we want to keep going, we can keep going or we can we can put a pen in it here and, and take this on for another day. Either way, I don't know that it matters. We have said, I think, what we need to say at the end of the day. I'm not ashamed of being white. I'm ashamed of the way human beings treat each other. You know, a, yeah. a, a African-American black person should not be ashamed of being black. It is 
It is about the way they're treated. Asians, doesn't matter if you're Italian-American, if you're Chinese-American. I mean, it is literally just a human being treating you like shit. Dick well, Santos it, should know it, better. It, I mean, should. we touched on a variety of topics, and we've sort of touched on this, and maybe the death penalty one, I can't remember. But we didn't even get into the justice system aspects of this. That's true. Of <laughs> crimes that carried a minimum... You for know, one for one color and yeah. not another. Right? Or like well, like we what? talked about with LA, if you had crack, it was a minimum of five years. Yet and, and all crack is, is is a broke down version of cocaine. Yet white rich that could have a gram cocaine. of cocaine would get like a year, maybe. Right. <laughs> you know, like I mean, there's a whole host of things like it, that. it's it's targeted criminal justice laws for you know what you can get a hold of yeah because it, it sets the stage for recidivism and again this all leads I mean, into that narrative that you just draw from over and over again which is you if well it's like the highest incarceration rate is Amer- african-americans and then so the, you use that stat to go well look who the mo- most of the people are in jail it's like well that statement's got a whole lot behind it to unpack <laughs> there all right why don't you talk about why <clears throat> it's that yeah way? not just that it is that way I, I will. My two cents on the continuation of the topic is it, it's one of those like we have achieved probably an understanding and, it, and short of having somebody else who is an expert on it coming in with us, which I'd, I'd love to have if there is somebody out there in our listening audience that's like, hey, I know a lot about this. I would just tell anybody else, don't listen to what's being said on the news. Do your own research. Yeah, and have a conversation. Yeah. Again, that's what we're all about doing here is inspiring a conversation. We yeah, say there, there's a lot again. of educational papers I found online, and I could yeah. only read a portion of them because there's so much material here. Like people have clearly put a lot of time and effort and intelligence into researching and understanding it, this stuff. In this 1619 project, I've just been skimming through it. I don't I don't subscribe to New York Times, so I can't access all the articles, but it's got some impressive essays in here. Do uh, ultimately do your due diligence, whatever the topic is, if it's critical race theory, censorship, gun control, social media, whatever it is, do your due diligence, educate yourself. Don't grab one source and think that that is the end all be all go to different places. Look at all of the information that is out there. I I, I read some stuff on the, on the far right side that kind of was like, (laughs) "Mm, okay. And if that was all intelligent, intelligently written, uh, articulately, uh, well, 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 uh, put on paper, but I mean, uh, you start re- you, some of the buzzwords and some of the things, some of these people you use, oh. you're just like, eh, come on, dude. Uh, well, we've talked, you know, you talk about getting triggered. Like you said, it's not that the people on the other side of this aren't dumb or are, are dumb. They are manipulative. They're manipulative. They're, they're manipulative. They're shameless. Yeah. I mean, well, they let's take be honest. slants. They take certain it, slants and they just run with that shit. I mean, Tucker Carlson is a fucking racist. Mm-hmm. He is look, a racist, but look, he is clever the, about what he doesn't say. To, to your point there, Hoss, I mean, they can, you know, say all this stuff and they can say it well. And you start to think, hmm. That sounds really smart. I'm reading this stuff. I'm reading this stuff. And I was listening to this one podcast. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, if I was, if I had never left South Carolina and I was still in a small forming town and I had never gone out in the world and I had never been, you know, well, first of all, I'd have had dumb racist parents. But if I had never led the life of lip, I could see how someone could listen to this person who's so articulate and so passionate and believe every spoonful of that bullshit well, because that's being what fed you're being to them every day. My at a school too. Probably, my dad has located. never. Sorry, Mac, I stepped on you there. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, my dad has never left where he was born, and he when he and I spoke on the phone, he was like, "Hey, are the girls being taught CRT?" And he was very concerned, and I'm like. <laughs> I just know what he listens to all day. And I, I just You're said, like, I don't want to go down this road with you. I, and we talked about this. I think I, I can't remember which podcast it was. Uh, we raised our children to be free thinkers and to be independently minded and take information in such a way that has a healthy skepticism. If something, if something just sounds weird, it's like, mm, mm, I'm going to look yeah. into this myself. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not afraid of, information that might be contentious getting in front of them we equip them to deal with that and that's what you have to do and that is the point of teaching this type of thing in 
secondary education to it. You need to be able to see both sides of the coin. So that, so that if nothing else, you can go to that person and have a discussion with them and explain to them, Hey, you know, I understand what you're trying to say because I've read all the information. I've read the same stuff as you've read, but why don't you think about it this way and open up that dialogue with them? You can't, you can't come to them without having some, you know, semblance of a background of what they're thinking about. You'll get, you'll get nowhere quickly. Which is where we tend to end up, most people. Yeah. Well, All right. Uh, but in a fun uh, way. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We're going to leave it there. I don't think no need to revisit this Grinch, as you said, unless we have somebody on. We've made our case. The purpose of this show is to start the conversation. We have it here. Take it out into the world and continue the conversation. Do your due diligence. Get educated. Learn what it's about. Any of these topics. This one's no different. Um, so with that being said, we're going to end it here, and we're going to, you know put a pin in this week's episode and call it done. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I know, you know, doing the research here, I got equal amounts of education and frustration in terms of the stuff that I came across. You know, I can't help that I live in the state of Florida right now and our governor's a fucking idiot, but it is what it is. And, and, you know, I bear the weight of that just like anybody else who has half a brain. With that being said, gentlemen, thank you so much to all of our mass debaters out there. Go out into the world continue the debate, continue the discussion. Please hit us up, our website, aspirateddebate.com. Check out all of the drinks that we've had here, even my Ritual Zero Proof Gin, alternative-based gin and tonic. Um, you know, maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't, but go out to our website. You can drop us a line, topic you'd like us to uh, debate possibly, or a drink you'd like us to try. Go to our, our email address, the four horsemen at a debate.com. You can also drop us a line there. We'd love to hear from you. Give us feedback. Tell us what you think about critical race theory or any of the other topics that hey, we've talked uh, about on the email address. Is that for the number four? No, sir. That is four spelled out. F O U C K R F O R E four. the four horsemen. You're just going to confuse our fucking listeners. They're going to think you know where to send it. Um, it's like you sending me a Christmas present. I never got. Let's not confuse people. Oh, Te- technically, ah, technically, you, you got it. Wait, I wait, I'm not done. I'm not done. Uh, <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Love having everybody here. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. As always, I did want to say one thing as we close out the show. I'm just going to, I'm going to quote uh, Tim the Tapman Tenders. Uh, you know what? Tell somebody you love them. If you get a chance, obviously life is short. Life is fleeting. Do not miss the opportunity to tell a friend, a loved one, a family member that you love them. Please do that. I just wanted to say that because... Obviously, it's important. Here we are in 2022. A lot of shit happens, and you never know how long we're here for. So, love you guys. Yes, I love you all, and uh, we will do this again next week. So, thank you very much. information or opinions expressed during the A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcasts are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the hosts or guests may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests. The content within the parameters of A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.